part of the problem is that, you know, you, you're like, oh, crap. What? T- today is Tuesday. You know, you have a live stream on Sunday. You got to be ready for that. Oh, crap. It's Friday. You haven't written a word. Now you have to get a whole presentation together. You got to get all the pros. You got to do all the things. All right, friends, it's part two. We are picking up the incredibly fast-paced, action-packed, and super fun conversation from last time. And if you missed that episode where we set up why we have the funks, why are we funkified, what is going on, please do check back with that episode. I don't know what number it's going to be or what date it's going to be, but y'all have the internet. You can figure it out. And today we're going to follow up on the conversation because Rich and I have not yet talked about our feelings, and that's very important. And then we're going to go about and try to get some tips and tricks from each other as to what we can do to get out of this. Because as we said in the last episode, we are faced with these obstacles all the time. This isn't just a one-time occurrence. This is a long journey, and it doesn't matter how successful or not successful we happen to be in a given moment these obstacles still arise. So we're going to need these tools all the time. So let's work on them. So Rich, you're up. Like, let's talk about what's going on in your creator life and tell us about your funk. I'm doing too much. I'm doing too much shit. That's exactly it. My business has gotten really busy because I guess it's because of all the content I've been putting out. But there's just too, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. I've got, I'm paying this guy 200 bucks a week to generate these reels. I've got probably 10 or 12 in the can ready to put up. I just haven't had time to sit down and do all the posting and the descriptions for each one. And each platform has a different, some have links, some don't have links, some have hashtags, some don't have hashtags. It's, and then, you know, and you've also got to keep your finger on the pulse of stuff to talk about in my business. I'm waiting for the next person to talk about their Tumblr that's coming out or their, their new collab with whatever. And it's just, I've got to keep my eyes peeled for that stuff. And those are through emails and press releases I see, but, and then I've got to just run the regular show and it's just a lot of work. It's just a lot of damn work. My favorite time of the week is Friday afternoon because I know I can wind down and the next day, I mean, if I hadn't, I mean, like right now I've got a lot of stuff to do. It's Tuesday tomorrow's the first day of the month and I've got to get my newsletter out. And I, luckily I worked on it yesterday and today, so it's pretty much ready to go. Um, but my favorite time of the week is Friday afternoon because I know that I made it to the end of the week and my saddest time of the week is Sunday night because I had this whole weekend to play and I've been screwing around and I'm doing video and all this other stuff. And it's tomorrow's a five more days of hell. It's a bitch. It's absolute bitch. And I'll just I'll vent some more. I get up in the morning and I make the mistake of checking my email at home at seven a.m. and it's the worst because there's always fires to put out and goddamn fire after fire after fire. And before you know it, it's two o'clock and you haven't even left the house. You still got your pajamas on. You haven't even had breakfast or lunch. It's ignorant. It's a pain in the ass. And then you guys were saying how it's nice to have a simple setup to just go sit down and record. I don't have that at home. I got to come up here to do it. And it's only three tenths of a mile, but you know I still got to come up here. So anyway, I got to change all that. So I'm not really in a funk. I'm not sick, thank God. Because if I got sick, who would do all this bullshit? Nobody would. I I know you've talked about the reels and the shorts and you're like, I don't even know if these are working. But are you saying that you feel like you've seen an uptick in revenue and orders? I think they're working. I I, I get a lot of more organic search results 
or people finding me nice. through organic rather than paper paper click. About two three months ago, I cut down my ad spend. I was spending a grand a month ish between Microsoft and Google on pay per click, like they're yeah. forty or fifty cents or a click or eighty cents in some cases. I dropped it all to twenty. I dropped it all to twenty or twenty one or something like that. Hundred thousand products or seventy thousand products, whatever I have posted, and I have seen no lack of traffic at all. So it's something's awesome. happening, and I don't I don't know the ins and yeah. outs of SEO like that, but but people find me out of the blue. I mean, and not just little bitty yeah. people. Otis Elevators. I mean, how the heck does this those guys find me? Out of all the millions of people, not millions, but thousands of people that have me, how do they how do how do people like that find me? It's interesting. Yeah. So, so anyway, well, I mean, you yeah, definitely it's, are it's putting, working. it's working. Yeah. You're yeah. putting yourself out there in a totally different way. Like it, it, yeah. what you do in terms of your content creation, like you don't have like a field of competitors all doing these really cool live streams and podcasts and putting out these shorts and, and stuff, right? Yeah, like you're, yeah, no, nobody's doing, nobody's doing it the way I'm doing it. They're all doing their own yeah. thing. Some of them are talking about their own products. Some of them are talking about, you know, mindset and running businesses. Some, you know, a lot of people do different things. And I don't know in my stint, in my situation, I don't know if it's the podcast that's getting me stuff or the video version of the podcast or the clips from the podcast or the shorts and the reels from the podcast. So I don't know. But that's all I do is a 20 minute, 15, 20 minutes of, of, of a podcast and repurpose that whole thing. So yeah. but it's still a lot of work and a lot, a lot to manage. So, and I don't know if that's where, if that's where it's coming from or not, but right now I'm not going to argue about it, but that's why I got to stay on top of getting that stuff up. Because yeah. before you know it, it's old news. Like I think I had a Martha Stewart dry January one that I didn't even put up till March. So anyway, I mean it's fine, ah, but it's just. Smart is, is there any reason why you're not getting the uh, the guy that's doing the clips actually to put them up? Like like after you approving them or something like that? What's the because I want because I want to tweak it. I want to tweak it and do it right, and I don't really trust that yet. And I probably mm-hmm. could, but I'm just I just don't trust it. And I could easily uh-huh. hand him radar and say, here, do them and then put, post it. I just haven't done yep. it. But I don't know. You know, I mean, we can talk about it if you want. I don't know from a SEO standpoint, do hashtags matter? Do tags matter? Do, does, you know, descriptions or titles matter when you're looking at shorts and reels? Or is it? I don't know. I, I put it on everything. Just you Well, know, that's what I was thinking. So I was thinking just because I don't know if it ma- But if it doesn't matter, I mean. I look at some people's shorts or, well, YouTube shorts specifically, they have nothing as far as descriptions go. On shorts, I like to put a link to the original video. Mm-hmm. And then on Instagram, I don't put links. TikTok, you don't put links. Um, Facebook, I put links, and I put a whole giant long description because you can. And I do the same thing on YouTube. So YouTube and Facebook get the same description, and Instagram and TikTok don't get the same. They just get the title. But anyway, I just don't know how all of it works. It's just, you know. I mean, it's it's a thing. I can sit down and do it. I just have to sit down and do it. In between in between whatever, dinner and stuff, I don't know. Yeah. But I think Alex got a good point because that's exactly what I'm thinking is that actually posting this stuff once you have your QA in order and you've got an SOP and a few other acronyms, it, it, I, I don't see why your particular gifts need to be spent on this time because you need to do the stuff. You need to be putting out your fires and selling all the big merch and doing the big deals. 
And so this seems like a really prime area for you to start, you know, shoveling off that stuff, especially if it's starting to pay for itself. Yeah. I would just keep you, reinvesting. You can, right? Go ahead, Alec. You you can still have the like approval process as well. And the stuff that you're putting in in you know, like the other hashtags or things like that, you can still do that, but just not be physically the one to actually go and take the video, click upload, add in the, the description and all that kind of stuff. But just do it like really yeah, you know, a lightweight version for you where you get the the video, the description, update that add in anything you want, ping it straight back, and then let them do the bit. Because actually the uploading bit is takes the time more than, you know, checking the the, the details. Uh, actually, that's not the, not really. It, it doesn't take a lot of time at all. Uploading to radar is pretty quick. I just upload a draft to radar, and then I have to put all the stuff on it. Because radar, well, mm-hmm. you know how radar works. You pick four or five yeah, channels, yep, and, yep, then you, yep. and you, you mm-hmm. dump each version of the description or whatever that you want in there. But you always have to, yep. you know, radar's stupid. You have to, you have to make sure to select posted on the reels and the, wait, the reels and the, there's like an option to where it doesn't show up in the grid if you don't click this button. And then yep. if you want to, if you want it to be a draft or a, a regular post, there's four or five different things in there that if you don't get them all, you screw up. And it's, you yeah, know, but that's, I mean, radar's fine that, for what it is because it's paid for, but. But there's the friction then, isn't it? There is a bit of friction involved in that. Whereas if you, if, yeah, if you don't have to yeah. think about any of that and it's just a case of here's the video and then you send it straight back with just, you know, something you've just literally typed and let somebody else do that yeah. part of it, it, it is reducing the well, friction. Well, it would be easy to do. I could easily, I could easily say, okay, this is, I mean, he sends it to me for approval through frames. So I could say, okay, it's approved, post it and he can post it. Mm-hmm. That would be, it would be easy. But, you know, sometimes, I don't know. Maybe we can work on that. Well, so I've been working on this uh, just actually starting over the last sort of week. My, I'm, I'm going to call her my operations manager because really that's that's a big part of what she's doing is just implementing all the plans that I'm trying to have the time to make now. And we spent two hours today in a Google meeting going through just the pre-live stream process of how all of the social media needs to get generated that drives the traffic to the live stream that I do every week tomorrow. And we recorded it all. But what I'm going to be doing with that material is, first of all, she has access to the recording. So she's ever like, what did Keely say about the thing and what, which set of hashtags am I supposed to use here? She can directly reference that because when she pulls that up in Firefly's AI, she can search the transcript to find it. Plus, she's got a summarized, an AI-generated summary of all the things that we talked about that she can then take and put into a, you know, into more of a subtask checklist thing in ClickUp because that's where we're building all of the SOPs and it's and like it's incredibly helpful now and you can do that with a loom and you can spit that into a a, you know into an AI and and get those answers back and and so I think the 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 friction to training somebody after the first initial time which is always a pain I think it's a lot lower than it used to be and it's it's worth trying out now to see if that really does get you over that hump. You know, a lot of times I say I, that too. I say, oh, it's easier just for me to do it than to tell somebody else how to do it. And I need to really get over that and just do it. Yeah. All of us are like that. Every like one all, of us do yeah. that. Yeah. 
<laughs> so anyway, so that's where I'm at. And thank God I'm not sick, so we're good. All right. Well, we've all got our, our health um at the moment. Oh, I know. Now any, that Alex any back. moment, I mean I mean I've got allergies and stuff like everybody else does, and any second you could catch something. So I mean we all know we just went through a two year of panini, so we know anything can happen anytime. Yeah. No guarantees. What's up with you, Kills? <laughs> um, Come on, it's not that bad. No, it's not. And and that's why I'm rolling my eyes at myself because it always feels like there's drama involved and I really need to get a handle on the perspective. But l- let's just say that my main challenge continues to be even though I make progress in each business, I really feel like I didn't fully understand how hard it would be to do two businesses remotely well. And being able to have the time to execute on the great plans that I have, and I really understand the way that I can generate leads now for both businesses and and all that sort of thing. But I actually have to do some of the work, and I'm still... Just like Michelle was saying last week, hamster wheeling. I'm still just, you know, feel like I'm I'm in a churn. But, you know, maybe since last week and then our conversation here, and I'm I'm so interested in Rich, what you're going through with your social media posting, because as I was just describing my my ops manager, I'm also thinking about Discord coach and how it's really surprising to me how easily I've been generating leads. Like I am doing the bare minimum of social media posting for discord coach like i'm throwing out a few tweets rich you know because you're always liking my tweets i really appreciate your support but it's really not that much and i'm getting cold leads regularly people just out of the blue booking 30 minute calls with me i'm like is this how you business i this is just bizarre this is not how i've ever done it with fh umpires and that's awesome Yeah, like, and that's fantastic. But I need to actually have the time to execute on the work for them. At the same time, I just over the past week found a couple of companies, (laughs) you know, that are full of young male gamers who set up Discord servers. And I'm thinking, you know what, that's the stuff I don't have time for. And really, it's not hard. It's clicking a whole bunch of buttons with experience and understanding how all these things overlap and how the patterns work and stuff like that. But it's really not something that only I can do. The stuff only I can do is to convince somebody that they can build a successful monetized membership community on Discord and help them with the unique strategies that'll really help, you know, their particular coaching area or content creation area, whatever it is. That's the stuff I can do. But Yes, many 16-year-old gamers could build the servers that I can build. So why am I not hiring those people to do that work? So it's kind of so, like me. I mean, I can, I, can, I can generate art for a logo to put on a pen in my sleep. But telling somebody that this is the right product for you and all the, the expertise kind of stuff is the – I mean, that's the kind of stuff you're selling. That's what you really want to sell. Yeah. Not the mechanics of building, clicking buttons and putting a server together. Yeah. So this is starting you to sort can't... of get to the, the – oh, go ahead, D. Can't t- servers be templatized? 
They can be, but the, in order the, to the implement them, the specking PM yeah. in me is going crazy here. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally respect that. What I would, when I sat down with a product manager from Discord last week, I said, "All right, my number four request after my top three requests are record voice channels, record voice channels, record voice channels." My fourth request was, "Could you please make server templates?" a file that people can download and implement themselves instead of me having to be a server administrator and be in their server and click the buttons and do that sort of thing. Because if I can package that as a product, now I'm cooking with gas. Now That's I like can a actually- profile you export out of Ecamm. You can export it, but you can't do that now. You can't export a server template and pass it around. No, oh. it's tied to me as an account person. So I, I can implement it if I log into somebody's server, but I can't just like, here, have a zip file. And all you have to do is double click on that when you're in Discord and it'll roll you out server. And wow. the reply I had from the fantastic person I talked to was you and about 200,000 other Discord server providers like that. Everybody wants that. So, yes, it's on our roadmap. And, you know, we're, you know, hopefully you're. Your sincere desires will be answered soon. So yeah, they they do know that. And so until that time, I don't want to be the person who, even with a server template, goes in and clicks the buttons and then does the customization. Somebody else can do that. Yeah. So so yeah, and and so this sort of gets around now to the to the next theme of, of what we can talk about is that. Um, I don't, I don't know how you, you feel, Rich, about the conversation we just had, but just thinking about ways that I can start actually bringing other people in and handing off pieces of the businesses that I don't need to be doing, although it's terrifying from a money perspective, it's actually making me feel a lot better. Like I can feel like this load kind of lifting off thinking, oh, I could be hiring gamers to do some of this work for me because they can't get clients. Nobody's going to hire them. <laughs> no 45-year-old with a successful coaching business is going to go hire a 16-year-old gamer to, to run up their Discord server, but they will hire me. So that's the unique value proposition. And that's something I, I should be doing and I could be doing. And that will really help, I think, make... Yeah, put me in my zone of genius instead of. Well, do you know how to find those guys? Yeah, yeah. Do you know how to find those kids? You do? Well, then you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you've got a resource. It's That's on good. Twitter. <laughs> they People have found me in the same way oh, okay. that, you know, all of a sudden somebody will follow me and I'll be like, oh, they say they're a Discord server uh, person. Great. I go follow them back. I go stalk them for a while, find out who they are, how long they've been doing things, and. Again, it's all about Twitter. Twitter's just yeah. running my life right now. So cool. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, that's great. And it's about trust. I mean, you've got to, if you're going to find somebody to do it, like I have Amber to do my book work and to manage my office, to manage our traffic. And I mean, she's great. And if I lost her, I'd be upset because I, oh, I would be way upset. I'd pretty, I think I would just shut it down. I just think, because replacing her is like a skeleton transplant. It's, it would be the worst. It'd be absolutely the worst. Oh my goodness! I hope you tell her this on a regular basis. Oh, I do because that was oddly often. beautiful what you just said. I often do. I often do. But yeah, uh, but that's. I mean, you got to find people you trust that and that you would 
that you can trust with your books or whatever you need to do or to, with your clients. I mean, if they're going to build a server, you got to make sure they don't put any back doors so they sneak in later and sabotage stuff. Yeah, I don't know how you can do that with Discord. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, stuff's possible. So, Michelle, I mean, let's let's go to you now because, you know, you you talked about feeling like you were on a hamster wheel last week. Is there anything that you've sort of thought of in the intervening week or anything in our conversation that we've had so far that is sort of triggering any ideas for you? Or can we do that for you right now and talk about how we can defunk that funk that you got funk? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, y'all don't know the depths of the funk, man. Ooh, three Mm. weeks without a live stream. And uh, my soul is like, what are you doing? So, um... I've I kind of have an idea, but I think I need breathing room to backfill some stuff. Um, part of the part of the problem is that you know you you're like oh crap what t- today's Tuesday you know you have a live stream on Sunday you got to be ready for that oh crap it's Friday you haven't written a word. Now you have to get a whole presentation together. You got to get all the pros. You got to do all the things and do all the graphics. And it's Sunday at seven at seven o'clock. Oh, crap. It's 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. You still have a lot of work to do. (sighs) Yeah, we're kicking the can down the street this week. You know, (laughs) I, I understand that. No, I totally understand that feeling. And I have that same feeling every Tuesday. Before I go live on Wednesday and probably every second week, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just not going to go live tomorrow. I'm just, no, I'm not feeling it. I've got this happening. My head's in this place, but I got, I can make up all the excuses in the world. But this week is different because I just spent two hours with somebody going through the process. And because I had to train her in that segment of the stream generation, I had to start my process yesterday and actually I started mm. on Friday and I was really documenting stuff and I was changing the templates and I was doing all this work. And now it's Tuesday and I feel really good. Like I don't feel that panic. I don't feel that thing. So there was, there was a force function there and I'm wondering if we need to build you a force function somehow. So, Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I do feel a little better about Sunday personally because I had three weeks to write something. Um, actually, no, I wrote it all last weekend trying to get ready for Sunday and I just, eh, just, you know, I bunted or for a sports reference. I don't know. I don't play sports ball, but you know, uh, I just need, I think what would help me would be uh, some preparation and have like maybe two weeks in the can or Mm -hmm. two weeks of preparation, like, so that it doesn't feel like, oh, shit, (laughs) I have to go live and I got nothing. Right. Um, So, um, yeah, just time to prepare some stuff and get some things in the can so that I have, you know. A plan. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like I just pull something out of my butt. Yeah. If you schedule stuff in your Trello boards with like stages of your preparation and you set yourself little, 
due dates for the smaller pieces of it, would that make it easier for you? Would you, do you respond to that stuff? Because I know I respond to that stuff. You know, it's funny you say that because I do have those things built into my Trello board, but I, I guess because I do it so often, it's like I went rogue for the last three for the last three uh, shows that I did. I went rogue because I do it so often. It's just like it's like wrote to me. So even though I have I have like five five podcast episodes already planned, written, everything is done. I've got three uh, video episodes already written and done, just waiting for me to actually just go live and just do it. I was like, oh no, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that because it leads into something else that I did. And then I just went rogue and I'm like, well, you have a plan right here. What you doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I did that to myself. So what you can do for me is mm -hmm. what we do for each other is a good swift kick in the tuckus and say, look, you already have a plan. It's on your board. Just do that. <laughs> Eyes on the prize, Michelle. Eyes on the prize. So. Okay. So do that. Michelle, do that it, thing that you just said. <laughs> okay. Michelle, is it about actually doing it or are you... Are you feeling friction for just what you're doing at all? I'm curious because I know for me, it was a little bit of both back in December. Um, mm -hmm. I just happened to get a puppy that gave me a really good excuse, but I wasn't feeling it. And I'm kind of curious what it would be like for you to just rather than going live with the format that you have, do a recording and see how well they do for a few weeks. So it's funny you say that because the last four videos were recorded videos and I really liked it. It's short. It's to the point. It, it requires a little bit more work uh, in preparation and all that so that I could, you know, actually do it and then, you know, have to edit it. But I kind of like it because... It's very succinct and I can get my message out. Maybe I might record for maybe let's, let's say, for instance, the last the last video I did. Right. Uh, I recorded for like, I don't know, 15 minutes from that 15 minutes. I was able to chop it down to about five minutes, five minutes of succinct video, you know, going in, finding my um, finding my B-roll, finding all the things that I need to put on there, finding all of the layers and things. That to me was the fun part. And that was the that was the fun part that I was missing because when you go live, when you turn off the camera, it's done. You don't have to go back and tweak anything. It's done. So I guess that was the piece that was was new. And that was the piece that was like, oh, wow, I think I like this. But now I'm like, now I need to create a whole plan for doing these so that it makes sense so that I could talk in this current video about what I'm going to do next and know that that's going to be the next video so that I can leave little Easter eggs to lead to that. So, you know, so I'm, I'm rethinking the whole thing and the stuff that I had before, eh, I mean, I was able to do it live, you know, in the moment, but now I have to really put a little bit more thought to what I'm doing. And I don't know, I'm, I'm enjoying the creative process of, doing recorded videos 
because I'm not streaming for as long. Mm -hmm. However, the jury's still out on the reach. Yeah, you know, because of course it takes time to, you know, get the views and all the different things or whatever. But people are finishing more of my videos because they're shorter. And, you know, um, I don't know. I, I just... I want to I want to do more of that. And so that's kind of been my thing. So everything that I had was like, oh, OK, we're going to do this live or whatever. And I have like a, a couple of things, but I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking format. So I'm thinking like, say, for instance, uh, I did the little quiz video. I did a quiz video and then I did an explained an explainer video for the quiz. I just finished another explainer video for the second um, quiz that I did. And it's rich. It has a lot of stuff in it, but that can't be a live stream. That will be that will we'll be going back to five hour energy. We ain't got time for that. So, you know, so I'm I'm really I'm I'm enjoying the process, but now I really want to I gotta get back to my whiteboard and put all this stuff down and see how I could connect the dots and how I could create if let's say, for instance, I want to do a live stream that I have segments that I could like, OK, we can run this segment. And I got a five minute break that I can go drink something because I know it's running and it's engaging and I know what kind of you know stuff is happening there. I don't know. I'm just trying different stuff. So um, there was a video I saw uh, with James Corden. He was it was one of his last videos he did before he finished um you know, his late night show. And he was saying, you know, he was a nobody from England and his show turned into what it was because he tried different stuff. He tried different segments, different things. He seen, he saw what worked and what didn't work. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a page out of his book. And so then I created those quizzes and then I created a couple of other, other things. I have some other things in the pipeline that I'm, you know, kind of like workshopping. I don't know. Uh, it'll come to a session near you where I'll, you know, workshop it with you guys. But I don't know. I want to try some different stuff. I've been doing this live streaming thing for, what, two or three years. I need to see what else works. I think that's awesome. I and I, I, it's it's funny because you're 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 guilting yourself for not going live for three weeks, but you are creating your maybe taking a little bit more time to get to where you feel like you've got a polished system, but don't overthink it. Just get some shit out there. But you're, you know, you, you lit up when you started talking about assembling the produced recorded video and like, we can all see that. So you're, you're defunct girl, you know, what, what direction you're going in right now. And I think it's, it's exciting and it's fun and you're, yeah. We'll support you doing it. All right, D, it's your turn. What can we do for you at this moment? I really liked the sh the video that you put out last week. Um, I I think I think it's going to be a sleeper hit. The the, the <laughs> landscape material, like as I told you when I was watching it, I was gripped. I was like, "Is this going to work?" She's using a hot gun, a hot knife to cut. What is this magic? And I've never I seen a heated exacto knife. I never knew there was such yeah. a thing. It's awesome. I, I was fired yeah, up. Yeah, that's amazing. So there was a compelling story there. So let's let's talk about a piece of your funk that we can help with at this moment because I know there's a lot of funk going on. 
Uh, piece of the funk that we can help with. I don't know if you can help, but this is the one I'm, I'm, that comes top of mind for me right now is figuring out not the how of moving the operation outside because that's, that's kind of already set in stone. I'm going to, I will be going outside. Um, it's about what I'm going to do out there. Uh, I don't like to use the imposter syndrome term because I don't, I don't think it applies to me necessarily, but I do look at some of these videos by people. I'm like, holy crap. I didn't know that about beans. I grow a lot of beans and I didn't know that about beans. That seems like a really important thing to know about growing beans. Crap. How am I going to, you know, be an authority on growing beans <laughs> when I didn't know that thing? Um, that That's the thing I'm struggling with right now is just, all right. Carrots are going to start popping out of the ground. What am I going to tell people ca about carrots? Because it's all in here, and a lot of it I just do by doing, you know. It's not going to be the end of the world if the carrots don't grow. So I don't, I don't study it. It just happens, and it happens over a really long time. So by the time I plant a carrot seed and actually get to harvest the carrots, it's so long that making the video in that one slice of time doesn't make sense. So it's, it's a, I guess the art of storytelling um, that I'm having a hard time with right now. Maybe your segment. Oh, I was going to say, maybe, maybe you should have a, a segment just for, for your beans and for your carrots in whatever story you're telling. And then, you know, that's your Easter egg to eventually the harvest. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a thought. It could be. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, you've... that could confuse people. They'd be like, "I'm here for cutting fabric. Why are we talking about carrots?" Yeah, that's true. You know, it, it is. It's so specific for some people, um, and maybe that's a piece of spaghetti that I need to throw at the wall and try. Dee, have the you ever seen is, the guy? You... Have you ever seen the guy called Creative Explained on Instagram? He's got long hair yeah. and a beard, and he and he uh, he's really fast. He's in your face. He's going, oh, and take a seed and put it in a paper towel and put it in a humid area. And you never seen that guy? Yeah, no, dude, he's really good. But you, I just I saw him today. I, yeah. I wouldn't say do something like that, but he's really as far as putting a seed to a plant. I mean, he he knows how to make it all fit in. That's really it, funny so. because I actually just put seeds in paper towels before we started yeah. today. Also, I'll put a link the to thing that of, in our show notes. The, the, thing about in, the thing about imposter syndrome is I think people have this idea that they need to know absolutely everything about a subject matter. Otherwise, they've got no right to speak on any aspect of that subject matter. And that's just nonsense. I mean, people watch creators on YouTube because they like the people. They have a connection with the people. If I think about the people that yep. uh, you know, I watch and... I know that they don't know everything that they about what they're talking about necessarily, um, but I respect their opinions and their experiences and them sharing, you know, our, their journey. <laughs> but you know, that's that's kind of it. It's the same as me on my channel. I make mistakes all the time. I don't claim to know everything about everything that I'm talking about. Um, but you know, the people, you know, just build a connection with different creators and um, and I think that what you're doing and there's also an element to what you're doing which. Um, 
I think that there's going to be a lot of people watching it that's got an element of escapism to it, um, that, you know, they don't have the opportunity to be in such a glorious setting as you are um, and to be living that life. Uh, and I think there's a lot of people that uh, inside really aspire um, to do what you're doing, you know, to... Uh, you know, the whole silver lining uh, concept of it. You know, there's a lot of people who want that, who are stuck in a city somewhere and uh, are watching it from that point of view. And, you know, quite frankly, you could go out and just be digging a hole and there'd be people who would <laughs> who would be interested in just seeing that. The, no, but seriously, the, like the, the, the nature and, the, you know, that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say that you don't need to be thinking about, like, oh, I don't know everything about, you know, everything because you know a hell of a lot and there's people who are going to be really interested to listen to anything that you have to say and any experience that you have with it as well. Thank you, Alec. Yeah. When you started talking about how you were watching somebody else talking about beans and you realized, oh my God, I, I grow beans and I didn't know that stuff. That was interesting. You're telling a story about your what what you know and what you're learning and how you're going to apply this to beans and and how magnificent is this that you can still grow beans and nobody dies and you can still sustain yourself on these beans and yet there's stuff that you can learn and it's interesting and you're growing with it that's a story that's a story that we want to hear so if you were the expert that knew everything we would be like you're boring like that this isn't fun but the fact that you don't know everything and you're learning mm -hmm. how to home place better is the cool part of it. And that's the story for sure. You could even like link to the original video and say, hey, I just learned this. Um, I mean, every single, uh, if I just bring it to my channel for a second, every single Ecamm update video that I've done, I've literally watched Ken and Glenn do the demo of it. And then I've gone and like, an hour later made a video running through all the same things and say this is the new update it's just out and people go and watch ken and glenn but then people come and watch my thing as well and i've literally just learned the stuff right there and then so um yeah there's no shame in <laughs> maybe some people think there is but there's no shame in just like figuring something out and then making a video about the thing that you've just learned about whether it's beans or whatever it is fair fair I love this journey already. I, I don't know. I'm starting I'm starting to feel happier and happier every time we, we're talking around the circle. So let's finish it off. Alec, is there anything we can help with today that can help defunkify things for you? Anything to be you want to talk you, about bounce I mean, off us? Yeah, I mean my thing last week was just that I'd been a little bit poorly for a week and uh so then I was just sort of felt behind. But I'm I'm uh and getting back into things, I've got a few of those uh, time-sensitive tasks finished and uh, now just getting back into things. Um, I will say a couple of things, though, about stuff that other people have said. Um, the thing about checking email uh, that Rich mentioned, this whole thing of me getting up early and then having this time in the morning, that is the, the, the time for me is, like, really precious. And the, the, I, I never check email until nine o'clock and I know you probably <laughs> know all this stuff but it's kind of like that is something that I would find that if as I, I sort of plan my day out the day the night before when I go to bed uh, and then when I wake up in the morning I sort of take stock of it again uh, and then make uh, some headway into it before I let anybody else uh, disrupt that and that is 
the kids waking up, any, you know, anything in the family, um, because they're just all asleep. That's my sort of whole thing about getting up early. But it's the same with the email as well. I find that, um, yeah, and I, I tend to check email like once or maybe twice a day. Um, so that's something from a sort of productivity point of view that I've always found, or we- I-, I won't say always, when I started doing that, I found that my productivity went up just because of not getting those sort of interruptions. Um, right. There's another thing, though, that's um, related to what you said, Keely, about feeling like you've got all of these things going on and it's taking, um, uh, you know, it's maybe feeling like things are taking longer than you were expecting and things like that. There's a quote that's attributed to a number of people. I think that Bill Gates might have said it originally, but um, people overestimate what they can do in a year, but they underestimate what they can do in five years. And I always kind of hold on to that a little bit because I always fall short of what I plan to do. Like without question, I'm always falling short of what I had planned to do. Um, But I do find that that thing does hold true, that Although I'm falling short of what I've planned to do in my day, my week, my month, my quarter or whatever, um, I do somehow find that even with that, I'm still ahead when it comes to my five-year goals or three-year goals or things like that. And I kind of always hold on to that as a little bit of comfort whenever I'm falling behind on stuff. I think, well, <laughs> it'll figure itself out in some way or other as we go through because that's just the nature of like where you sort of imagine you're going to be. Um, and that's that's probably really terrible advice because that's kind of giving myself an out for for not doing the, the goals that I'd set. Um, but on the other hand, it does uh, it does seem to work. <laughs> it does seem to happen like that. I, I think that's really important, and I'm I'm glad you you brought that up. And and <laughs> Rich, I don't know if this was before or after we started hitting record, and you were saying, you know, the terrible advice is everything's going to work out, and this is just maybe the best version of that. <laughs> it does sound familiar, but doesn't it? It sounds really familiar. It yeah, but, no, but he's not the, wrong. The, the, it's, it's not the same as saying like, like, oh, everything will be all right. And that that's not what I'm saying, because, you know, quite honestly, there is disasters in everybody's life and there's like low points and high points. So it's not kind of like, oh, well, cheer up. It could be worse. You know, I hate that kind of stuff. Um, but specifically about the thing of when you're feeling behind on something, you know, this is that particular thing. I mean, obviously, you know, is there any number of, <laughs> not to bring it back down again, there's any number of things that could go wrong and do, and like, we just have to deal with those things. But uh, specifically on that point of, oh, I feel like I'm behind on something, uh, that thing I find that uh, tends to, uh, tends to cor- <laughs> correct itself in, in one way or another. And there's also, like, in that time as well, there's all kinds of things that come out that you're just not expecting. I mean, how many things have happened, like, to all of us in, you know, the past, uh, well, year, two years, where things have happened that we weren't expecting, like, for the positive as well as for the negative. You know, there's things happening all the time that are, you know, taken in different directions as well. Yeah, like, when, Ray, when Rene Ritchie says your name in the Marquez Bromley server... I know, and you still showed up today. I know. Or when, there's, well, or when there's a worldwide panini, and all of a sudden you have six new friends. Aww, <laughs> and you jock every Tuesday. Yay. Oh, goodness. We're just yeah. finishing you know, up we with off- the warm fuzzies, aren't we? We often talk about, you know, oh, I, I can't catch a break. I can't catch a break. And, you know, the fact is, is we may have, you may have dodged being in a car, car accident the store that you just left may have just gotten robbed. So yeah, we, we do catch breaks and we grow beans. <laughs> beans. <laughs> and we find a pod where we can all 
Grow with our friends. Beans in a pod. Beans or peas? <laughs> oh, I guess beans I should have grabbed peas. peas huh? <laughs> I think we can make the leap in our minds. I think it works. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I really enjoyed this conversation. I think that, I hope that it's useful for everybody out there to hear about all of the maybe more negative or the tougher stuff that we're going through. And this conversation is very much a reflection of what we actually do on a day-to-day basis in our mastermind time that we have set aside every week. And just that we spontaneously do as we show up in the Discord server and jump in a voice channel and just start gabbing with each other. And this is the magic that you can create with uh, with like-minded creator business friends. So if you don't have your own pod, you know, find one. We'll help you find one, okay? I, I don't know. But it's it's totally worthwhile, and I think it really takes a lot of load off, and six brains are better than one in this case. And I really appreciate you all. Thanks for joining in and making this such a great chat, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Creator's Pod. Thanks for hopping on to our Creator's Pod. If you enjoyed it, tell your friends. If you didn't like it, tell your friends. We'd love a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out our YouTube channel, Creator Spot. Creator Spot is produced by C22 Media. Alex Johnson, Dina Taylor, Keely Dunn, Michelle Lawrence, Rob Valls, and me, Rich Green. Thanks. Just keep whispering. Yeah, Whisper for the rest of the podcast. Right.